0: You're exactly where you need to be. And you're listening to ADD Comedy with Dave Rizowski. Today's guest on ADD Comedy with Dave Rosaski is Charlie Hartsock. I met Charlie in the 80s when he, Steve Carell, and I joined a cast for Michael Gelman's Seed Show 2 at Chicago's Organic Theater. We all worked together at Second City, and in L.A., Charlie and Steve teamed up with Vance DeGeneres to form Carousel Productions, where Charlie executive produced Crazy Stupid Love and the incredible Burt Wonderstone. Charlie developed and co-created the series Inside Comedy for Showtime. He's now producing a series in development at HBO. Charlie's The Real Thing. And what a sweetheart. Our conversation was wonderful. Enjoy. Uh, I want uh, So we're, we're started. We're started. Um, Let's start. This is what I was thinking about when I like, a couple years ago when I wanted to have you over to chat. Um, I want to talk about collaboration because it seems like you've hit this other level of collaboration that. Because you're making movies right. and television, you're not. Uh, uh, it's not like way back in the day when we first started, and you were at Burpee's, right. and all that, and doing that comedy stuff. And and this thing is really, I mean, in a, in a wonderful way. I'm, I'm trying to change this word. It metastasized into this great fucking thing that you're doing now. Uh, I hope so. Well, it, it, but it, but look at look, look at the body of work right. that you've done, and it's really fucking tremendous. I mean, some of the movies that. You produced, co-produced, executive
1: executive produced. Uh, so, yeah. what were the ones that you executive produced? Crazy, stupid, love. Mm-hmm. Incredible, Burt Wonderstone. Mm-hmm.
0: Fucking the st- mm-hmm. crazy, crazy, stupid, love is one of the my favorite movies. It's just beautiful, Charlie. Uh,
1: it uh, uh, we were so <laughs> proud to make. I mean, it was the first movie we were allowed to make at Warner Brothers under the deal that Steve Carell worked out with Warner Brothers and um, uh, it was a gift from heaven that happened so from from the time Dan Fogelman wrote the movie to the time we finished shooting the movie was seven months Mm -hmm. seven months from the time he sat down to write it Mm to the time we finished shooting it. Wow. It was seven months. That's one of those things where you go, everything, the planets aligned. It was unbelievable. Dan called his agent up and said, I have an idea for a Steve Carell movie. He said, well, well what is it? He goes, I don't want to say. I think I'm just going to go write it. So he went out to Joshua Tree and he rented a yurt, a house, a, what out there, whatever he rent like, in Joshua a Tree. A yurt. A yurt. Yurts are more Santa Barbara. Okay, right. Um, so anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Santa yeah. Barbara, like Big Sur. Yeah, yeah. You go, you big get Sur it, you a big run. yurt on a, the a, a yurt, a big yurt. Big year. Yeah. A big yeah. yurt. When does a yurt become a I cabin? don't know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you I, know when it. I a yurt know. is like a. Tent. For me, I think it's like a tent. It's is, a fancy tent. It's a fancy tent. Yeah. It's like glamping. Yeah. 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 Which I, I would like. I would like to go glamping if every if somebody else did everything for me. Right.
1: I don't want to fucking do anything. Fuck your camping. Yeah, okay. No, no, you know what? Yeah. If you love camping. I don't want no, to No, I don't you love young. camping, but every time I go camping, I'm like, why don't I do this more? Oh, really? Yeah. You know what? Maybe I should give another shot. You should, because. I should it's, give another shot. Yeah. But I know my girlfriend's like, eh, yeah. you know, because I'd really like camping. Hot- gets I, a love bad hotel- it's- I love hotels. hotels so he goes to nice Joshua family. Tree. Right. So he goes to Dr. Joshua Tree. He sits down and he writes Crazy Stupid Love in 10 days. 10 days. 10 days. 10 days. He comes back, he gives it to his agent. He goes, this, I wrote this for Crow. The agent gives it to Steve's agent. The agent sends it to. Vance DeGeneres, my partner with Steve, mm-hmm. we read it and we give it to Steve and said, yeah, you should read this. He reads it. We <laughs> send it over to Warner Brothers and said, we would love for you guys to acquire this. Was case. this the first one that you, the first
0: movie that you went, we like this, this is the one, this is the We
1: project. had another, here's the, the crazy thing. We had another film that we were just starting to get into production that was going to be a Steve, Tina Fey movie, mm-hmm. right? After they had already done Date Night. another steve tina so we had that moving we were in the process we get this in and like oh this is great we can go back to back right when this one's over we'll do this crazy stupid love if the studio likes it i think it got into a little bit of a bidding war between studios warner brothers acquired it for us so dance wrote it and sold it in two weeks We were getting over that. It was the last script sold before the holiday break back in 2008. God, it was only that long ago. It was only that long ago. It seems like it was longer than that. Does it seem longer than that? Yes and no. Yeah. yeah, You're right. Yeah. yeah. Time means nothing anymore now that we're the age we are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that was yesterday? Oh, no. 2008, I'm going. If you would guess, I would have gone 2002. No. No. 2008. 2008. Mm -hmm. So we. working on the Steve Tina movie and Tina was either pregnant or just had her first child and had a book deal. Right. And so and the show. And so she's like I don't know if this is the best time for me to be concentrating on a movie. It's so interesting how busy people get. It's unbelievable. And when, when her producing partner called us up and said so here's where we are it was like yeah, of course. You might want to slow down the train a little bit. I mean, pregnant, you have so you have a life, right? Right. You have a book deal, so now you've got to go write 300 pages of something, right? Right? right. And you are the person for a TV show that's on NBC. You are the person. You're the
0: person. That's great. And I remember thinking about about Steve and and your production company. I thought about uh, you and your production company and I was thinking You're not a small business. You're a business. Yeah. And you're the head of that fucking business. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Like, so So when people say, oh, uh, actors are making this much money, it's obscene. You're going, no, there's a fucking trickle down. And there's a real trickle down. It's not the Republican trickle down. There's a trickle down. No, there's a lot of people standing in line behind you. There's a lot of people, not and and they're standing, but they're also doing shit that you've hired them to do. And it... It, I would imagine, it, in a way, it's a pretty fine-tuned machine, and there's—and I could be wrong because I really don't know much about it. But I wonder how much fat is
1: there, you know? Like how, like, what does that guy do? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. See I think, they- I think in anything, there's there's the guy you don't like. What does he do? And then if you ask him, you're like, wow, you do that, right? So there's a lot That's that you I depend mean. on other people to do their job so you can say look I did my job right right. and he does his job and he's got people who, right, right. Do, who help him
0: right. who, who count on him right. so they can do their right. job
1: right yeah it's a giant pyramid and that's the studio system that's a movie production that's a production office right there's all those pyramids of, of and then there's the, the, the theater
0: and then there's the people who are working in the theater right. and there are people that are cleaning up the fucking theater right. and there are the taxes
1: that are right. paid on all that right. stuff it's right and where's the money coming for the movie and who's distributing the movie? And right? Right? yeah, it's, right. a, it's, right. a, it's an
0: industry. So you look at somebody like Tina, or you look at Steven, you go, uh, something, if they aren't at their peak form, those are the people, right. right. I don't know if they think about that. Well,
1: it's that. like when you go back when you were in college, right? And you're like, oh man, I have four papers due next week, right? There's a lot of stress, right? right. Now say I've got a network, a publisher, a film studio, and my husband who I'm having a child with, right? All demanding my absolute best over the next 3 months. My absolute best, best. and my focus in that right. moment with that project at that time. Right.
0: And this and here's another thing about that is this is what you wanted. Mm-hmm. Here, you go. Here
1: you go. You asked for it. Right. <laughs> right. And then to Tina's credit, not that she needs any because she To have the balls and wherewithal to say, I need to stop part of the train because you're not going to get what you're wanting from me. And I know I'm not going to be able to fully commit to what you're asking me to do. Right. Right? I mean, and that that's a hard when a train's moving to say, wait a second. And again all those people right. that were counting on you right. that guy
0: that or woman that wrote that that script. Right. That now is
1: going to go oh by the way right. who's going to get that phone call? Right. Oh, that phone call. Right. Well, that's the other thing is the person that wrote the script was she and Robert Carlock. Uh-huh. right? <laughs> so it was it was a big thing for them too. Right. Um, right, of course. So, so I mean that that's <clears throat> as you were saying you know, collaboration. And when it gets onto this bigger scale, it's, well, people are asking more from you also in that process. And to be able, and when you get to be what Tina had constantly delivered, SNL, 30 Rock, the book, the right? People go, wow, she delivers great product for us. And for her to say, I'm not going to be able to do that for all of you at the same time. I'm going to have to step back from something. Oh, and I'm going to have a baby. Right. 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 I mean, that's, that's, that's balls to be able to say, I'm sorry, but. Right. Right. Yeah. That that's
0: balls. It's clearly balls and courage. Courage. and, uh, And it's also goes back to, and it's a really awesome reminder of why are you doing this? Why is she doing this? And the reason that she's doing this is to, to make herself happy. Right to to also do those other things right. but at the, at the end of the day if she is not at peace with who it is that she is in that moment with that project right. you can't help but bring in that baggage where you go you know what this is the project I shouldn't have been doing yeah. I'm doing this fucking project right. and you wake up in the it's morning It's foresight
1: and go, right and I mean I don't know Tina well enough at all to sit there and put rationale or reasoning behind her but to understand that there's a lot of people tugging at you Right. A lot of people. And those are the ones we know about. Right. Right. We don't know what other shows, what other movies, what other casting people, what other books, what other, right. Paint samples, anything that she had to put her thought into at that time. Right. There's, those are only the four we know about. And there's also something to that as well with that whole thing is this idea.
0: I will work again. Right. To go. I, 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 if something has to go, that's the thing that has to go. and, I, th- I think when we go, oh, I've got too many things on-, on our plate, how to decide what to take off your plate is, for me, right. the feeling is, what don't I want to do?
1: Right. Right. Or, Beca- because I, I, I don't think it was something she didn't want to do, but I, I think it's like, who, no matter what you do, When you make that decision, somebody somewhere is going to be disappointed, right? And it's who who can I, how can I walk away from this knowing I made a very difficult decision, but I made it correctly? Yes, and...
0: To have that conversation directly with that person who you are at that moment, um, uh, changing the relationship, because you really are, um, to be able to have a a, a heartfelt conversation to say, you know, and not to not do it through a tweet, not to do it through an agent or no, no, it's like, I,
1: you're my friend, I'm going to tell you what's going on. Right, and I have to tell you it in in this way. So that is, um, so anyway, that whole process was going on we had to step back from that film uh, we are interviewing directors between the Christmas and New Year's holiday and uh, every, every director that came in to meet on that project had also heard about Crazy Stupid Love and every one of them entered, ended their interview for the first movie by saying um, what's going on with that other movie right because it's like that's a really good script too So, as it turns out, when the first movie wasn't going to work out in this time frame, and we had to move it, Warner Brothers was great and said, look, your train's sort of moving already, and we just bought this script of Dan's that's in excellent shape. Can we just slide that in and keep the process moving? Right. And so we did. And so they bought it on December 19th, December 19th we start were interviewing directors for another project. How do you remember that date? It's just it was the last day before the Christmas. Board. But you remember it was on yeah. the 19th. Yeah. Okay. And um, we hired directors in January started pre-production January started shooting the beginning of March um, it was it was unbelievable and we shot the movie and it was you know, Warner Brothers saying, um, you know, we really like Ryan Gosling. You should meet with Ryan Gosling. And at that point, it was like, Ryan, he's that brooding guy from Lars and the Real Girl and from... Oh, he has teacher. just done Lars and the yeah, Real Girl. Yeah, and uh, the teacher one. Was he in the notebook? Yeah, he was in the notebook. Right. Which, right. And he I think he'd done like one... Studio movie with Sandra Bullock before that. Lars and, and the Real Girl was fucking awesome, right? Well, he—that's where you go. Okay, this guy is operating in a different. There's a different level, right? It reminds you in, in a way where you go, "Is this a
0: real person?" Right? Where, where you look at somebody, and you go, "I, I don't really, right. and I didn't really know him, at right. that, but I don't really know many people." And it's the same thing that I felt with with um, uh, DiCaprio, Leonardo DiCaprio right. in What's Eating Gilbert Grape, right? Where you go, "Wait a minute, is is this guy really?" retarded or what, what's happening right. here? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway.
1: So we're like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you perfect. have the head of a studio come in and say, meet with this guy. Right. And we're like, yeah, but not knowing him. So it's like, you, it's not like you go, oh yeah. Not knowing not, his work. When you not say, knowing his work right. or this type of role, right? Playing mm. that Lothario, you know, guy that is going to be Steve's best buddy in this movie, right? And and also, I don't know that he did a comedy. Did he do a comedy? He did. I think he did a a romantic comedy with Sandra Bullock Mm -hmm. a few years beforehand. Um, But, I mean, everything else he did was great. So, you knew he was a guy that puts himself in and finds those moments and collaborates and all that stuff. Mm. So, we're like, okay. He comes in. He sits with Steve in Steve's office and I don't think I'm exaggerating. They sat in there for four hours, <laughs> talking, for four hours. <laughs> and I'm in my office. Advances in his office. I'm like, oh my god, he's still in there. They're still in there. What the? You know, they. Finally, they leave, and Steve came out, and he's like, oh my god, I, I love this guy. I mean, because he's a person. He's like, it's it. It, it wasn't like he was in trying to get a gig. It wasn't an audition. It was just two guys talking about what they do and what they want and what they're looking to do and bring to the table and all that collaborative stuff. And they just mesh. And I got to tell you, everybody's nicest guy, great, great guy.
0: Great guy. I... I, I he, he's. When I see him, I get happy. Yeah. When I it, and and to see him in Driven, was that the yep. movie? It's called yep. Driven, right? Yep. To see him in that? drive, 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 drive. He's driven. <laughs> drive. When I saw him in Drive, I was like, that was after the movie, mm-hmm. right? It just yep. And to look at that and go, that's that guy. Right.
1: He's having right. a fucking blast. Yep. Yep. And he bring he brought so much. Of himself to the to the t- so much of him to the role, and I don't think I'm telling a story out of school. In the movie, there's the scene where he does the the dirty dancing lift with Emma, right? Yes. Um, <clears throat> that was not in the original script. <clears throat> that was. This says a lot about Emma too. Yeah. Right. There's a good story in that too. There. Um. Ryan was like, I, it's, it's kind of my move. We're like, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I've done that with a couple of chicks. And gals, women, ladies, people he was dating. <laughs> chicks was my word, not his, gals. It, and it's like, it works. And we're like, and Fogelman, who, the writer of the movie and Raekwon Fakara, the director that were like, oh my God, that's spectacular. <sighs> spectacular. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah and yeah. And so he, that he brought to the table. Um, uh, but when just just when you say
0: so he good. brought himself so much of himself right. to it, there's a, there's a confidence that I look at people and I go fucking I'm so attracted to confidence right confident men confident women confident groups confident cast just the fucking confidence and you go here we are we're gonna do this this is who it is that I am and it either works or it doesn't work and if it doesn't work at least we tried it and I had fun
1: with it you know I look at um well, you'll hear the confidence in my voice at the end of this when I tell you my story. <laughs> that was very About, That's that was the very confidence common. I had yeah, to yeah, know you. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, and owning
0: that that's, story. That's a spoiler It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's something you didn't yeah. realize yeah. at the time. But I remember. I remember when we were auditioning for the Seed Show. Right. And uh, that was. Uh, and I didn't know a- anybody. No. I didn't know anybody. You, know anybody. you knew, anybody. knew Michael Gelman before I knew Michael Gelman. I knew Michael. Uh, took classes from Second Vellman, City. The Second City director, director. and also directed this uh,
1: show, shows, shows, called The yeah. Seed Show. That he uh, thought about, it was his idea, this whole concept was his. Yeah. And yeah, he was a teacher at
0: He's the a teacher, at director? Right.
1: Uh, uh, Yeah. director, Right. So I just moved to Chicago and I was taking classes at the, in the training center and he said, oh, I'm doing this show. If you guys are interested to audition, show up. But didn't you do two? I did both of them. Yeah, You did the, both of them, right. One and yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Um,
0: but I remember auditioning with Carell, who I didn't know, and, and going in and going, if this is the quality of work that people do, I, I'm in the wrong fucking business because there's just no way that I can keep up with that. There are so many good people.
1: When we were there and, you know, you leave Chicago and, you know, Chicago keeps developing and it's crazy John. making and the talent that's still coming out of there. it right. It, yeah, it's uh, I, you know not the first person to say it. It it really is. It's your masters in comedy. It's your it it's really your is. Harvard MBA in in comedy, and it's a lot of work and a lot of.
0: Well, look at look at TV. Look at late night. Right, Seth Meyers. Yep, uh, uh, Chicago. Yeah, you know, came out of Chicago. Came. I I know him from Boom Chicago and Amsterdam and Colbert. Right. Right. And then. All the people that work on his staff, yep, are all you know Chicago people. Tom Perzel, yep. you know uh, certainly yeah. um, Brian uh, Stack,
1: Brian Stack, yeah. Paul Dinello, yeah. like all those guys, all those guys, all those fucking guys. Right. Which is the collaboration? You trust them. You know what they bring. They you know that when they they laugh at an idea, they go, oh, "Okay, how about this?" You're already invested in what they're going to say because I right. you know in the process. That trust, it's that being on stage with eye contact and all, everything you learn on stage. Yes. Is applied to every other thing you do in life.
0: How did you, how did you learn the business of what you're doing right now? Because that... That that's a curve I'd never... Did you ever think that... Because uh, I remember no. I was in therapy and uh, my, and I was like, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this, I don't know how to do it. And my therapist said, you know, hire somebody to do marketing for you and uh, and promotion. And I thought, uh, I said, I, I don't know how to do marketing and promotion. He goes, well, I then hire somebody. And right. I thought, you know what? I'm going to learn how to fucking do marketing and promotion. Uh, and then you learn it. Right. So that's... And then you find yourself, that's a skill set that you have because you said yes to it. So you didn't think that because, you know, before we started taping, we were having a conversation about budgets and studios and um, and that sort of stuff. And I was like, how does Charlie know all that? You just learn it by doing it. Yeah, you it's. (laughs) But you also didn't. I'm sorry to keep cutting off. But you also went. Into it, not saying, I don't know how to do that. You went into it thinking, I'm going to
1: learn how to, I'm going to learn how to do this. Right. I have to. Right. Right. And it's like anything else, again, going back to the process, collaboration, being on stage with your fellow actors and supporting them and listening to them. And I think in my first six months of, from it started, we had meetings with the heads of studios and agencies brought us in and they had the giant conference tables with me and Steve and Vance sitting and every agent sitting there saying, this is wh- what, tell us what you guys want to do and let us help you do it and the whole thing. And it was six, eight months of not saying a word, just listening, listening, listen and absorb, listen and absorb, uh-huh. listen, right? Because... Just because you have an agent, it doesn't mean you know what an agent does. No, right? No. Just because you've seen a movie doesn't mean you know who came up with that idea to get it to the movie theater. Right. Right. I mean, I knew how to get popcorn yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and sit and be entertained. But you, right. you did
0: so. Burpee seed. Company. CD, CD, Burpee CD, theatrical company. Got it, right. Burpee CD, theatrical company. We're yes. gonna have that in there because yes. you don't want to get sued. No. Um, Burpee CD, theatrical company mm-hmm. um, came out of the college that y'all went to. Yeah, and no, it was the
1: college. Group. It was the college. It was that that the college group. Got it. And we started my freshman year at Denison University. Denison, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we had a we had a great probably one of the great improv people that nobody knows about. Who's that? A guy by the name of Kevin Hoggard. Mm-hmm. Kevin is Kevin's brilliant and funny and smart and inquisitive mm-hmm. and the first guy in the room to go, oh, I don't know about that. Tell me what. Tell me more about that. Got it, got it, got he's it. He's just, he's great, a great teacher. He, and he was at Denison. He was at Denison. His he was, first year, mm-hmm. he'd come in, he got hired as the head of the theater department. Mm-hmm. And it was just before Christmas break. Everything happens to me in December. Uh, Just before Christmas break, uh, he said, hey, when you guys come back, um, I'm thinking of putting together an improv group. Uh, If anybody wants to audition for it, think about it and let me know. And we'll do it when we get back from the, the holiday. And so we did it and we started the group. And there was maybe 12 or 13 of us. And... He did a brilliant thing by making rehearsals at 9 o'clock on Saturday mornings. Oh. And so if you wanted to do it, you got there. If you didn't really have the passion for it, you didn't get there. Right. Within a month and a half or five, cl- uh, five of these non-credit do-it-to-learn-it. And nobody, there, that was before improv was happening. It was. You know what I mean? Burpees is the oldest continuously run improv group on a college campus in the country. Right. Yeah. Because when we started again, going back to seed
0: yeah. the, the seed show, nobody knew what the fuck we were doing. Right? We didn't know what we were doing. No. There was a guy who had an idea. Right. And this guy who had an idea was able to uh, to uh, verbalize. Maybe trouble verbalizing, verbalizing that idea. Right. And at a, at a point where you go, oh, I, I think I know what you want. Right. And then when you go, I think I know what you want, then he goes, well, show me what you think it is that I that you that you think of that I want.
1: Right. The, it was a simple idea. It was like you know what you can use improv to write. Exactly. That was the idea about it. Right. If if you just have an idea, right, of two people in a room with a rope. Right. Improvise. And a writer took notes and what they were doing yes. and then came back the next rehearsal and said, this is what I connected with in what you did. Right. So let's start with here. Did you see the video that I
0: posted of the seed show? Of, our, of the scene with the uh, that uh, Michael Miner of the Reader wrote. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I did. I have a copy of it. Oh, I'd like to see it. Oh, Charlie, you're so Michael. good in it.
1: It's. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Thanks. It's a
0: Lupe Mal- Lupe Maldonado. Uh-huh. I think that's that's a character's uh-huh. name. It's fucking crazy, yeah. man.
1: It's crazy what yeah. we did. And again, going back to the idea of people weren't fucking doing that. Right. Nobody was doing right. that. What well, was? You look at the people like that. Michael that wrote these things. This guy Michael Miner from the Reader. Right. But such so smart, so able to get Gelman's idea of like, no no no, just watch, just listen, just listen. Right? It goes back to you sitting right. and going, listen, just listen. Just listen. Shit's gonna come to you. Yeah. Yeah. So when you do well, it's like being on stage. So when you do open your mouth, you want to add value and move the process forward. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Smoking like a true business, person. Right. Uh, so you, but you, again,
0: going just, just kind of lighting back upon the business thing. Um, you weren't ever afraid
1: of that of the business part. No, I scared the death of it. You were. Yeah. Now here's the thing. I like I'm going to say something brilliant. I my 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 degree is in economics. Oh, okay. Right. So I mean, when we were traveling with Burpees, we'd do month-long tours while we were in college. Um, we had a system at Denison at that time, it was they had a January term. They had three semesters, one in the middle was only a month, and you had to do either an internship or an intensive study on campus. And so we did this improv group, and we toured Perfect. as sort of an uh, uh, introductory, get the name out there, Denison. We'd tour high schools in the Midwest, and the Northeast, and we'd go to D.C., and we'd travel around and um when we we would get interviewed by newspapers or you know oh it's the you know it's the, 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 the peoria nightly news and it's the wacky kids from college doing a show down here at the civic theater tuesday night come on down and jokingly when we'd go through everybody oh i'm a theater major oh i'm a costume major. oh i'm an english major oh i'm a theater major oh right and i'm like oh i'm an economics major and i was the only one and i said um I will someday own the theater that they all work in. <laughs> right? That's was the joke. It right. was like, someday they will work for me. And that's kind of the mentality I went into this thing with Steve with. Mm-hmm. It was like, if I can... If I can... find a way to... facilitate... Good storytellers telling good stories. hmm I can do that, right? I can do that You can midwife that Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and that's what it is. It's shepherding. It's that's what production is It's shepherding the idea convincing all- other people It's a good idea showing the passion behind the idea why you like it why they should invest in it Why they should act in it why they should let their clients read the script to consider it. It's yeah it's right. nurturing it's nurturing and it's also
0: trusting that the people that you are talking to can do their job and love doing their
1: job right but it's really it's goes It's your first question it's all collaboration right cuz i certainly didn't go in going on oh, how to do this i got it right because who does that no <laughs> and how would you know that right how would you know that coming from where right. it was that that we've right. from where it like, we come right if you recognize they're really good at their job, so I'm going to let them do their job. Right. They're, right. And I'm not great at this job, so I'm going to ask that person to stand a little closer over here. Right. They, Ooh, right. 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 That's what, uh, that's what, when I when I talked to
0: Colbert, that's what, he said the same thing. He said, that person's really good at their job, I'm going to let them do that job. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, but the idea of like having somebody closer and also learning little fucking things about what everybody does. What everybody does. We just saw, um, oh, we just saw Get Out. Did you see it? <clears throat> I have not seen it yet. I'm not gonna talk about that. Um, but I will talk about. It. I'll talk about the conceptual in broad. Yeah. In broad worry about them not seeing it. Yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't, you don't worry about blowing it. Well, up. for me, one of the things that <laughs> watching that you go, Jordan, who I know from, uh, he's fucking amazing. Amazing. He's really an amazing yeah. guy. I mean, I know Jordan from Boom Chicago. I directed in Boom Chicago, and when I first saw him, I thought that there's another fucker who's got amazing confidence. And I knew he was the first. For me, I felt like he was the first rock and roll improviser that I knew. Oh yeah. Where you go, he's fucking nailed it yeah. he nailed it yeah. he nailed it he nailed it he just he has his confidence and he also is able to surround himself with people that he connects with in a way that they are inspiring him he he's inspiring them they're inspiring him and after a while and this is the same thing at second city you don't know whose idea it was that right. was that great thing that you just did it doesn't matter and it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. but when you're younger it fucking matters right. where you go that's my joke. That's mine. That's mine. I remember when I directed the main stage yeah. at Second City. And I would sit back and I would watch the show. And I would think, that laugh, that's that's not, that's, everybody thinks that guy's really funny. That's my joke. That was my joke. And, uh, and after a while, you you, you get naches, which is a Yiddish word meaning, it's just heartfelt admiration for that person
1: getting that. Right. And you don't fucking care You don't anymore. care. You're you loved that they nailed it the right way. And I think it's so funny that, I mean, talk about a roundabout conversation. When we toured and you would do the best of Second City, right? So the you're handed these archival. Scripts, the Archival. Archival. It's right. been done and done well by great people and oh, this is a scene that Alan Harkin did. Oh, this is a scene that John Belushi did. Oh, this is a sh- right? It's like brilliant material that comes to you. Nichols and May. Oh, they did this. Yeah. and And over time, it's you start adding to it, right? As an actor, you're like, "Oh, I, all right, uh, oh, I, I, no words. I, I can no do words. PTA." Yeah, yeah, and I'll, yeah. I know this guy better. I'll make him funnier. <laughs> I'll, I'll make it. I'll, I'll put in. So these scenes they get added to mm-hmm. and improvised in between, and 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 this which is a a great thing until it gets lost of weight. Remember the classic scene you were handed before. Right.
0: And then you have a director come in and go. I want. We're gonna. We're gonna get rid of all that. All that.
1: Bernie Salins. Sh- right. Coming in when we were it. doing an industrial with Bernie was Bean one of the Can. founders of, uh, of of Second, Second City, City, City. producer, producer City, director, director, and director, came in. Director, he walks director. through and he sees us rehearsing Bean Can, which is for a, a b- funeral classic funeral. Yeah. Classic scene. Everybody and in the trade company has to do it. I don't know to- if they have to do it anymore, but yeah. He walks through and he's like, "Stop." Stop. <laughs> and I think we spent two hours with him. Now you turn left. Now you turn right. Now you sit down. He did the same. Yeah.
0: He did the same thing with BVM.
1: Yeah. Oh, I bet.
0: Yeah. So BVM was that a scene with, really got uh, with Joseph and Mary go to therapy. A marriage counselor. A marriage counselor. So he worked on, he worked on that scene with us and we're like, uh, but everybody, everybody in the cast. So it's just a three-person scene, and every all the other three or four people in the cast were watching this
1: man fucking fine-tune right.
0: that it's scene. It's not about he,
1: you bringing a joke to it. No, it's about you honoring and doing the material from way before. Right. It's 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 if you do it, you do it well. Right, and then you move on. Right, and you
0: realize the, the bones that you have that are that scene, the bones of that scene are really fucking strong bones right. and you don't need to add another fucking right. bone And enough.
1: there are other scenes that you toured that you could fuck around, fuck with. around right. with and put, ah, oh, here's an extra leg bone for that one, right? <laughs> and, and, and stuff, or that you found like, you know, oh, well, if you're doing a college audience, this joke works, if you're doing a blue hair country club it's this joke. You, you you had to kind of mold things yeah. for your audience, too. Yeah, it, it's an age-old thing. Right.
0: You know, it's Comedia dell'arte and all that, where you get to know your your audience and all that. Absolutely. Absolutely. But when you come back home to do the Monday night shows with the drink company, would come back on Monday night and do a Monday night show. You fucking better do <laughs> that. Better fuck. do the lines. And, and you know who's going to give you the fucking notes? <clears throat> yeah. The waitresses. Yeah. Yeah, the waitress is yep. gonna look and go. That's no, not how no, that's done. Uh-uh. <laughs> that's not how that's no, done. No. So they've seen up. that every shit, yeah. every fucking <clears throat> night. Yeah, and there was some were scenes in Second City that I look at and I think, boy, I I the first time I saw that scene I fucking loved it. There's a scene called um, uh, Les Audiences. Do you remember that mm-hmm. scene? Mm-hmm. And it was a scene about. Uh, here, talking about inside baseball. So uh, it was a scene of uh, a, a, a a man, a young man, and a young woman who lived in, who l- were in a studio. Right. And He was an artist, and he doubted himself. It was uh, Kevin Crowley oh and Barb Wallace, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, a big uh, a big uh, agent was coming by to look at the, at, look at the work. And yeah. Right. And it was essentially, and then out of nowhere, his parents come in and it was Aaron Freeman right, and, uh, right, right, and Bonnie right, Hunt. Right, 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 and, right. and out of nowhere, the parents come in and they're... Dropped by for a visit from exactly. Peoria. Right, yeah. right. That's all. And all. <laughs> yeah, right. And, uh, uh, and Steve Assad. So I think that I got the whole cast there. And uh, uh, and and the piece of work was the audience right. was the piece of work. Right, right. Put, and like The curtain. The curtain, and it was a fucking beautiful, beautiful scene, but it goes back to this. You get a, a like, like a, 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 a crazy stupid love. You get a great fucking idea and you don't fuck with it. No. And you keep
1: remembering what it is that you're all there to do. Right. Right. And well in the process of Crazy Super Love it was, you know, the director we need a little something here in the script. Right. They read the script, John and Glenn, the directors, and their first response was because they're are also writers, right? They wrote Bad Santa and oh, God, right, so they right? The so they're writers. They there's another know. there's another perfect fucking movie <clears throat> yep. where you go. Here's a great idea. Here's
0: a very simple idea. Simple idea. And and another one, another simple. Because I always think about that movie and I think about another Bad Santa. Right. What's it about? Well, there's your name. Right. Uh, uh liar liar. Yep. Was another great idea. Forty year old virgin. Forty year old virgin. Right. Right.
1: There, what's the title? Forty year old virgin. Yeah. What's it about? There's your time. Steve was sitting on the set of Anchorman. Judd Apatow said, do you have any ideas? Anything you got? And he goes, yeah, I got this idea I did it. Second City. This guy is a 40-year-old virgin. Apatow laughed and said, I can sell that sentence. I can sell that. Uh, and he did. Right. And that's what it is. It's What's the pitch? He's a 40-year-old virgin.
0: Right. Done. And was Steve even thinking about the pitch? He was just going, I have to They were just yeah.
1: having a conversation right. on the set. Right. Between takes, right? Just like, yeah, I got this thing. I'm noodling around about a forty year old version. I'll write that with you. I, I can tell. Were you on
0: board at that time, or that was before you? Before. Uh-huh. 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 That was before. That was before. But again, here's a fucking simple idea. Don't fuck with it. Stop right. fucking with it. Yeah. And also let those people that are good at what it is that they do, do what it is that they do. Bring
1: what you do. No one's saying don't bring you, right? Bring you, but bring you to the framework of what's there. We don't need you to go, no, I'm bigger and better and stronger, right? It's the idea of, of, of interviewing a director. And a director's going
0: to come in and again collaborate that, give birth to that, help help that thing get out right. there, and not necessarily unless he's producer, writer, director, um. and not get in the fucking way. Right. Um, are you writing at all? Yeah. So you yeah. write as well, forgive me for not knowing. That's music. all right. Yes. Yeah. Not like I. Yeah. And when do you find time to do that?
1: Uh, <coughs> a little bit whenever I can. Uh, my writing partner John Rabano and I. Uh, oh,
0: shut up! Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, have a script that we just finished, and we have gotten out to a couple people. And um, John Rabano is a second another Second City, City, City guy. Yeah. Just just fucking just love Funny Smart. to the core, absolutely. Just, just, just. just he, John is is funny. He's uh, gregarious, and he's got the biggest freaking heart. You'll ever run into. And all three of those at the same moment. They right. all come right. It's not like it's oh I'll give you a little heart now, I'll give you it's all in the same thing, right? It's a, it's, it's i'm a, so glad to hear that. That's fucking awesome. He's one of those guys that just the planet's
0: a better place. I totally agree. Uh he was on the podcast and it was just such a fucking joy to listen to him talk talking to him and, and he also is a great trumpet player and an awesome fucking singer. Yep. Just Yep. and a handsome man yep. just, just and a bike does stuff. just does stuff just and does then lives couldn't fucking handle LA you know yeah. not. I'm not making a judgment call on that at no. all couldn't handle LA so he wanted to, he moved back to Colorado yeah just wasn't as he would say just not my gig baby right just not my gig baby right? not my gig yeah. turned me on to uh, really an appreciation for jazz yep. and uh, his dad was a drummer right yep. what was his dad's name he had this really great Italian name oh, like Chachi yeah. or something yeah. you know like he had a nickname uh, it's a, it's but look. At, but again, moment. look at the people that like the idea of when we went to Second City, we meet these people, oh. and you go, "This is my fucking tribe, man." Right. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Like Amy, Sidaris, Paul Danello, and Stephen Colbert. Right. Uh, and uh, Mitch Rouse. Right. Right. That's their tribe. They fucking did that. That's what they did, and they did some right. amazing work, and they're still doing amazing work <clears throat> on their own. And you go, "These are my people." And we look for our people. Yeah. Uh, like somebody speaking in a way and you go, I like the way you fucking think.
1: Yeah. I
0: want to pick your brain.
1: Yeah. It was. It, yeah. It was great. I mean, I mean, just saying that there's so many names and situations and moments that go through your head of like. Oh, there's that story of that guy in that moment with that guy and that thing in the van and that thing on the stage and it was it was, <clears throat> it, was an, it was it was great and,
0: and looking at and, and then and now looking at all those people and all those people that so I left there uh, in 95 and all those people that we worked with and uh, I don't know are you watching Feud?
1: I have I've been okay.
0: reading everything about what Jackie's doing. Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm yeah. talking about Jackie Hoffman. And and Jackie, uh, so we know Jackie for being, well, I mean, you and I know Jackie in a very different way, uh, because what you see, uh, what you see, Jackie is an awesome comedian. Yes. She's a fucking great, committed, very strong, Strong, uh, uh, I was gonna say positive, but not at all. Strong, um, uh, determined, focused, and to watch her do this piece now
1: is beautiful, Charlie. I mean, she is acting. But you, you saw that in Jackie when you were touring with her. Jackie is, Jackie's just so much more than a lot of people that come through the door. Right, she's got a skill set uh, that, from her acting, her comedy, her timing, her voice, her music, her sh- Jackie. Jackie's. Uh, I've always been in awe of. Who uh, you, Jackie you've got to watch what she's
0: doing in this because there's there's something that you don't see in Jackie in this, and you know there are other movies that I've seen <laughs> Jackie in, but she is. She talk about collaboration. She is there to serve the Joan Crawford character. Her character is there to serve the Joan Crawford character. And Jackie is 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 stayed and contained and so motherfucking powerful yeah. in this thing. And we watched. Uh, so the penultimate episode was on last night. Um, and she has a moment there where you go, "Whoa! I don't care who the fuck that was. That was unfucking believable." Yeah.
1: Yeah, she's always brought that to the table. And now they have the platform she has to what do platform? what she's Yes. To do what she's always done, right? It's like she's always should have been at that table. Right? Yes. I mean she's worked her way to get to that table and she's there and no one's gonna say, Oh yeah, no, you should have been no, no. let you in. Well it's she, gonna be Why weren't you here sooner? Why didn't you get... Oh, and I also think that people know who it is that she
0: is, but they never really had something that she... Right, yeah, yeah, right. Um, And so she did uh, Once Upon a Mattress, I think, last year, last year, and and now she's doing uh, Charlie and Chocolate Factory on Broadway. On Broadway. she was in uh, Hairspray? She was in Hairspray, yeah. she opened Hairspray, right. she opened Adam's Family, right. she opened Xanadu. Yeah. Uh, what did we see her? Oh, she, uh, 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 On the Town, we saw her right. in On the Town, uh, in on Broadway, and I gotta tell you, the, that was a tour de fucking force. I mean, she played four, three or four different characters in yeah. that, and she commanded, and I'm sitting in the front row, Charlie, and I am crying. I am crying because like, that's my fucking friend. Yeah. That's my friend, and I'm so fucking proud of her. Yeah. And to get to a point, to be a a point in our in our in our lives our career and our art artistry and acting and all that whatever the fuck you're gonna be doing to sit back and not to go where's mine but to sit back and go she found it yeah it has nothing to do with me that professional jealousy that we one day realize we don't have anymore you know what I mean right where it's not like I got to work on it one day you go you hear somebody got a gig and you go fucking good for them right and then you sit back and go it's the first time I ever said good for them
1: I said, I've said that maybe eight times in the last four months for Pete Gardner. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm so happy oh, yeah. for Pete and that show. That, uh, like, uh, ex-girlfriend. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And that, he... Great, great Pete call. is so talented. Right. And so funny. Yeah. And such a great guy. And so... Charming and nice and warm and a great dad and um, you know oh God. all that stuff and to get this opportunity to really step forward and own it and own it own he it. fucking owns it I'm when so you see I'm, him
0: do these things right. these these musical things yep. you go that fucker owns it. Yep yeah 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 he owns yeah, it yeah and i and and when you're on stage with him he's one of these people where you go oh this is it i you know i fuck i i love being on stage with you i love being taken care of i love collaborating with you we can go anywhere we fucking want to go with this wherever yep. it's going to go you know improvising and uh it's it, it is so fucking special right you're that's a great that's a great example yeah that's a great example yeah, yeah. and and i want to also talk about just his family His rocks you know, his family rocks. Susie is great. Right. And we've known him for how, fucking how long? Yeah. You know? Yep. And g- going back to Chicago, and, uh, you know, I can't say enough about that. And, and you know why? I, I, I give credit where credit is due. I'm going to give it to, I'm giving it to Sharna. Sharna yep. Halpern. And, uh, you know, to go, she fucking put shit together in a way that nobody else did. Yeah. The, the, the founder of I.O. The IO uh, yeah, I, yeah. Improv Olympics. And to go, that's, you didn't go there. No. No. Uh, but the fact that she nurtured Dell and she right. brought Dell and all that yep. and that brought all these fucking people yep. to the fore, you know, to, to meet with each yeah.
1: other and Yeah, it was uh there were a lot of opportunities in Chicago that I wish you look back on and go, I I wish I'd gone there more. I'd done that more. Interesting. My biggest thing was Chicago is that it was I My regret is that I, I didn't have enough confidence in me as a human to just be in the room as a human. Put me on stage, I'm fine. But just hanging out, I was, I was not... You doubted yourself. I doubted me. Right. Right? And so I, that, that held me back from burrowing into all those relationships that were just right there to, for the taking. You know, you were in you were in the shit. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't roll around as much as I should have. Yeah. No, I understand. Because I remember
0: that. I remember that. Um, I remember all that very well. And it's so interesting because you're the only one you're the only one that knows that. Right, you know, right. like like the story that you told. Right. You're the only one that knows that because right. everybody else is like, oh, Charlie's here, of course right. he should be here. Right. <laughs> you know? right. right, like that. And that's the whole thing where you look back and go, like, oh, Charlie's here, you he should be here. But I understand, yeah. I think a lot, I was going through that too, at that going, what am I doing here? Yeah. For me it was, what am I doing here with all these people? You know, sort of like uh, what's it called, where you, you don't think that you belong. Fakers, what is it called?
1: Oh, yeah. You know what I mean.
0: Yeah. So yeah. People are shouting right yeah. now. What it yeah. is? Differ- Imposter, Imposter. Imposter. Whatever. And to, to do that, I'm going. What am I doing here? Right. So looking at all these people, I'm going, uh oh. And so when I, when you and when I would go over to your apartment, you are you're st- you shared an apartment too, right? Yeah. When I went over to your apartment and I saw all these fucking things that you and who did she live with? You live with, um, did you live with a woman. Judy lived with Judy, me for a Judy Nielsen. So when I was looking at all those things that you guys were doing, like wow, oh, they they've got their chops. I don't have anything like that. Yeah. And I remember you going comedy. You guys knew comedy.
1: But everybody at some point is going, what am I doing? Here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to extent, you know, probably still a little bit, mm-hmm. right? It's like, but what's that's a, the voice that you have? Oh right? yeah, I still have that voice. And so what do you do with that voice? Try to beat it with a (laughs) stick with a stick as hard as I can because it is it's exactly it's taking those moments of recognition of like no that's you that's only you are saying that only you are feeling that you don't present that you don't right because we all have cover and mask and all that stuff that you do and you lead with something right you're you got your animal Face on, and you right. lead differently, and it's a character. <clears throat> and when you get home at night, you go, Oh my god, that was exhausting. Right, I want to take that off, and then put oh, that back on right? again. And I go, That's hard.
0: And then <clears throat> in the morning, and you go right. back to that place and go, out Right, and you, and you think exhausting.
1: everybody's judging you, and it's like, No, you're just judging you. Right, exactly. You're judging you. You're judging you in a moment. Don't do that. Just be in the moment. That's that's it right there. That's it. That's how you
0: That's how you distract that, that voice is to go, yeah. you're judging me. Just be in this moment. Just be right? in the moment. Just be in the moment. And, right? and that's
1: everything they were only trying to teach us the whole time we were studying in Chicago. Right? It was, And it's like, oh, no, on stage. Yeah, I get that. Right. Be in the moment. And then you leave the building and you go, oh. So then when you said, I get the opportunity to work with Steve and be part of his company and all this It was be in the moment every day. Just be in the moment, listen, understand, collaborate. Yes, and don't think you have the idea that has to be in the front and everyone else to follow. But hear their ideas and add to it so it moves forward and makes the whole thing as a process better. As a group, not just, oh, that was mine. That's great.
0: Right? Let's stop there. Ain't going to get better than that. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. Wow. You think everyone's judging you, but no, no, you're judging you, you're judging you in a moment. Don't do that, just be in the moment. Oh, thank you for that reminder, Charlie Hartsock. We'll hear Charlie's awesome, Not My Finest Hour. <laughs> it's good, right after the announcements of my comings and goings. All right, April 28th to the 30th, I'll be back in Bozeman, Montana to work with Verge Theater. May 2nd through the 7th, I'll be at a great improv retreat in Port Reyes Station, California with the wonderful Rachel Hamilton. June 9th through the 11th, I'll be back in Seattle it's a sold-out workshop weekend. June 30th through July 3rd, I've got a slew of workshops and a podcast interview at Comedy Sports World Championships in San Jose. And as always, I acting my online acting classes. If you live somewhere, chances are I'll be teaching their all-workshop information at davidrozowski.com. ADD Comedy with Jay Rozowski is produced by Laura Parker and me. Got questions? Send it to ADD Comedy. That's David ADD Comedy. Here's Charlie Hartsock's Not My Finest Hour. And now, Charlie Hartsock's edition of Not My Finest Hour.
1: Okay, this is a story I've never, ever said out loud to another human being on the planet Earth. (laughs) Because it happened while I was alone. Uh And it was my, it, it was my shame to myself. And... It wasn't a moment. Your face is changing. Oh, I know. It wasn't a moment that you turn around and that person's standing behind you and you're like, oh, my God, you saw that. Right. It was, thank God no one is here. (laughs) But then then you're stuck and you have to remedy the situation. So I don't know if you're familiar with um, a comedy theater in Chicago called um, The Second City. Yeah. yeah uh, somebody somebody recently sent me an invitation. Okay. It's, it. it's been around for a long time, and it's a uh, pretty prestigious place to mm-hmm. be associated with, and I was lucky enough to be asked to hang around there for several years. So when you're young and doing it, you're in the touring company and, and stuff, and then, if again, if you're fortunate, as you're starting, you're asked to... Uh, understudy to come in with another cast and um, as it happened with me it was um, I was asked to understudy main stage show and um, I was given a tape of the show um, the morning I was supposed to go on so I had to learn an entire show all the lines all the blocking all the cues all the choreography all the music who are you going in for <sighs> it it might have been Steve. It might have been mm-hmm. Um, Like, everything, right? And he was always in a lot. He was in a lot, right? And it's... Uh, you were in that... cat. It was... Uh, I think the song... It was Superpowers was the song. I had a no, I wasn't in that. No, you weren't that. I not. was in
0: that. that. was before. So that was... That was uh, John Ribano. Right. That was Tim O'Malley. Ron right. West. Ron West.
1: And Steve. And Steve. Right. Right. Beautiful acapella song. Oh, great. And so... um, And um, I wouldn't classify myself as a beautiful acapella singer, so um, there's that stress on top of it. So all day long, I'm in front of my television, watching a videotape, learning choreography backwards because you're just watching it and you're doing it the opposite direction, right? And the whole, So it's the whole thing. So I to say, my system in my body was not on a normal time frame. <laughs> and, uh, oh my god, I can't believe I'm telling this story. <laughs> I could get to the theater early because I want to make sure I have all the props and all the costumes and everything I know that I'm supposed to have. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm showing up. I'm going to be so freaking ready. No one's going to be at the end of the show and going, dude, you screwed the pooch on that one. And I'm. It's a like, lot of pressure. So it's a lot of pressure, especially for a last minute thing too. It was last minute. Mm-hmm. It was last minute. Oh, it was terrible. And I'm backstage, and all of a sudden, my stomach just starts going. Blue nerves not eating or not paying attention to what i'm eating as i'm watching the tv and the tape and learning the songs and dancing in the, my apartment and i'm like oh my god bet you're backstage backstage at second city <laughs> and before i knew anything i had grabbed my pants <laughs> it was like There's no stopping what's happening right now. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like this overly horrible event, but it was oh, an oh, event. Oh, well, all you need is a little piece of shit, I and then mean, you like, you shit your
0: pants, it's, just, it's not
1: like, you can't, no, no, can't kind of shit you your, your pants. You can't, it's can't like, whatever level pants. of it is, it's it's the same <laughs> definition. You're 100% right. It's binary. It's it's a little or a lot, doesn't matter. There is, th- there there is no, 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 it's zero no. or one. Well, I was probably <laughs> at a three- <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. And this is in my mind, seconds before people show up, before people walk backstage and say, oh, you're doing the show tonight. Where's Steve? what to you do? There's nowhere near the theater to buy a pair of underwear. Nowhere, nowhere. Except, (laughs) oh my God, I can't believe I'm saying this story out loud. You go down south on Wells, about a block block south of the theater, and there was this crazy old novelty gift shop. It's the only- Bizarre, bizarre? Bizarre, bizarre. I went in, I did my first main stage show in a pair of superhero boxer shorts. What to do with the underwear that you were wearing? I have no idea where those ended up. Because it's... My brain was... It was just... Ch- remedy this. Remedy this now. Re- I don't... I, from the moment it happened to the moment I found the novelty boxers at Bizarre Bizarre, I have no idea what happened in between. I don't know if I ran down the street with... Did you get new pants, too? I, I, you it, can't. It, it, Thank, it was not my show clothes. Oh. Right? Because I had my suit for the show.
0: Right. So
1: thankfully I was in not a really nice shark skin suit which you like to wear oh, at yeah, Second yeah, yeah, City. Yeah. Right? It was not that. It was just... You've never told your wife this story? I've never told anybody except whoever the <laughs> audience on this podcast is. <laughs> and you're the only person I've had to look at while I tell the story. And to be no, honest, no. until you said, you have to tell me a story about pee, Pooper vomit, I had, I had nicely shoved that story out of my head for 25 years. I was, oh I was a God. guy who's up until that moment said, oh, I don't have that kind of story. <laughs> <laughs> and then out of the back of my head came, oh, yes, you do. Oh, that's great. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. <laughs>